Hello, you're listening to episode 7 of It's Just The One Podcast. Actually, my name is Jake. And my name is Adam. This episode, we're going to be taking a look back at the MCU and we're going to be ranking our films from worst to best and we're not going to count any films after Endgame. No luck catching them swans then. It's just the one swan actually. Yeah, so this episode I think it's going to be quite controversial in the sense that I think everyone's watched the Marvel films and everyone's got an opinion about the Marvel films and which ones are good and which ones the best and I feel like us ranking them is going to be probably very controversial um what do you think I think so I mean like the films that we're going to have at the bottom of our list people probably do really like them but I just think when you compare them to the better films in the series and when you look at like what they actually consist of, some of them are pretty abysmal. That's the thing with these films. I think there's such a variety um, through... Uh, I know they're all comic book films, but they each like have a sort of sub-genre. So if you think like Captain America films, especially The Winter Soldier, is very much a thriller um ant-man films a heist film you know guardians films are all sci-fi films they all have a sub-genre so in in a sense by doing that they're all going to appeal to different type of audiences which i think is why it's going to be it's going to it's going to be controversial to rank these films um it's also really hard to rank them i think i think i think it started off strong these films and then i think past a certain point a certain film that we'll probably discuss in a bit. I think after that film, it just each each film after that just got better and better. Yeah, I think I know what one you're talking about there. To be so honest. it just sort of built on that, didn't it? Yeah, there's a lot of filler between some of the first films and the film. There is a lot of filler, and that film uh, you were talking about. There's a lot of filler in between to sort of basically mold all these independent stories and build up into the franchise towards towards the end of uh, the MCU and a lot of it's really fucking shit <laughs> there's a lot of world building to get to the point where you could for Endgame um, but of course with that much world building there was shitness to go with it, like not everything was great um, I will say as I probably said before, I am a massive Marvel fan so um, even before these films came out, even before Iron Man came out in yeah. two thousand eight, I was a huge Marvel fan. Uh, I watched the cartoon, Spider Man, X Men, Fantastic Four, Hulk, even the Iron Man, Silver Surfer. Uh, I was obsessed with the Sam Raimi Spider Man films, the X Men films. Do you know, it's Marvel wasn't just the first ones to sort of identify the superhero genre do you know there were films before it like the Spider-Man films and stuff like that but I think they mm. were the first ones to really create a world where everything was interchanging and everything affected everything else sort of thing um, yeah, yeah. and they smashed out the park they really did instead of adapting just the one character I think they adapted themselves in a way if that makes sense so they adapted mm. what Marvel comics do which is have all the characters interchange and stuff like that and come on to different issues and stuff and make 
multiple appearances across different type of comics. And yeah. they sort of took that idea and applied it to film, which was bold and it's more than paid off for them. It's probably the biggest franchise in the world, isn't it now? But maybe just bullish no, Star Wars still. Yeah. But very looking forward to this. It's going to be a bit controversial. No, it is, yeah. I think as well what you're just saying there, this sort of like crossover thing that they've uh, gone for and developed. I don't think there's anything that's going to be able to sort of knock this off its perch as a sort of cinematic and no. storytelling achievement. Well, they're all trying uh, to, aren't fantastic. they? fantastic. If you look at like DC, DC is playing catch up. Um, yeah. I feel like I they've already I'm, tried and, and sort of failed though. I think I mean? they failed. I think they're backing off a bit now. But I think what I like yeah. what um, DC are doing at the moment is I think they started off trying to copy Marvel and they realised it's not they, they rushed into it. So now they're just sort of doing their own thing. So I think the Joker yeah. film was bold. Mm. I don't think Marvel will ever do a film like Joker. Um, no way. The I didn't really like the Birds of Prey film that's just come out. Um, but do you know you even look at the Batman film coming out soon? Mm. That looks like it's going to be a complete departure from what the Marvel films have built. So it looks like DC are trying to do their own sort of thing, which I think is good. Um, but I think other studios as well have just tried to latch onto this sort of model. Um, if you look at Universal, they tried to do the Universal monsters and started with the Tom yeah. Cruise mummy film and it just <laughs> fell straight on its face. Um, I think they, they even announced Universal, like the cast for each horror film before they even made it. So I think there was like a, there was a photo shoot for um, Comic-Con and it was like the mummy, Tom Cruise, um, I think Johnny Depp was going to play the Invisible Man. Um, Javier Bardem was going to play Frankenstein and I can't remember who else was there. It was another famous actor anyway and Russell Crowe was there because Russell Crowe was playing Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde but they were all like gathered and they were just announced like this big massive universal horror monster thing similar to Marvel and he just released one film and then just scratched it. Like, <laughs> there's going to be nothing <laughs> nothing since. Um, but yeah, I think what they've done it can't be it's proven that it can't be copied it, it means that yeah some of the the early films like you said are a bit shit however without the early shit films we wouldn't have all the good films that have come in the last few exactly. years um exactly and you wouldn't be as invested as you are right now without the shitness at the start yeah so as adam said we're gonna do um from iron man in 2008 to Endgame, which was last year, 2019. Um, so everything in between is fair game. 22 films, number 22 to start us off. Okay, bottom of my list is uh, The Incredible Hulk. Okay. Um, I'm not saying it's a bad film, but I think the way you were talking about the franchise before, it's, just, it's the same... Um, way how I feel about it so you get this initial character and world in the first Iron Man film and it builds yeah. and it builds and it builds and I just think with the recasting of the Hulk and how that film is very much sort of standalone it doesn't fit it doesn't mould into the rest of of the MCU and like I said it's not a bad film it just doesn't I don't see it as a part of this franchise mm. 
So I'm just basically just sort of discounted it from the list and put it at the bottom. <laughs> um, the Incredible Hulk is low for me on my list, but it's not bottom. Um, for one reason that you've just sort of alluded to them is that it's not a bad film. Mm. Um, I get what you're saying where it doesn't really feel like it fits and it doesn't, to be honest, it doesn't fit at all really. Um, but I've gone 22, I've gone from a film that I think is absolutely abysmal and it's mm. Iron Man 2. Um, <laughs> Iron Man 2 is a shit film. It's so bad. <laughs> Honestly, it's like the first Iron Man film, we'll come on to it in a bit, obviously, but to take what the first Iron Man film did and just not build on it at all and just try, I get what it was yeah. trying to do because it was trying to, um, obviously, after all the success of Iron Man, they sort of like steamrolled the whole Marvel world building thing, trying to get to Avengers and Iron Man 2 was seen as the one to like, create loads of doors and stuff like that and have loads mm. of avenues come off it and stuff but it suffers massively in the narrative for it like there's it's just a shit film it really is yeah. the villains the villains awful the villains what's his name <laughs> um mickey rourke mickey rourke oh my god and he just can't speak like he just you can't <laughs> understand the word he's saying and he's russian as well i think <laughs> they must have like got him in the office and, like, presented him the role. And then, upon hearing his accents, just thought, actually, we're going to make the character Russian because we can't understand the <laughs> word that you're saying. So he's just doing his normal accent, but actually he's Russian. Um, <laughs> he, he, he's fucking shit. It's just so bad. And all he wants is, like, his parrot and stuff like that. And then, for some reason, like, in the third act, he wants revenge. It just... Ugh. No, it's shit saving grace for it is that it does have um, Sam Rockwell in it as Justin yeah. Hammer and I do actually like mm. him as Justin Hammer and I wish they actually did a bit more with that character in the overall MCU um, yeah so Iron Man 2 is bottom for me but Incredible Hulk I can understand the reasons why I put Hulk yeah. there and to be honest I would agree with them reasons is that it doesn't fit at yeah. all so um, Iron Man 2 is a little bit higher up my list. Only a little bit. Okay. I'll move on to 21. I've got Thor, The Dark World. Okay. And I'll tell at, you 21, at 21, I've got Thor, The Dark World. So we are in agreement. We can sum this film up in one solitary word. <laughs> you ready? Three, Go on. two, one. Shit. <laughs> it's absolutely shit. Yeah, it's bad. It's it does. It, it is really bad. It does. <laughs> it does. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> it just. It's just there. Yeah, I've got. Who's the to villain? It, to be honest. Who's the villain? In number two. I've completely forgot who the villain is. So have I, mate. I've only seen it the once, to be honest, as well. Is it Mali? It's Malekith, isn't it? It's the elves. Oh my god! It's the elves, and they're like the the shittest costume design ever, and they've just like. <laughs> this, no, it's the elves, and they're like this. They're meant to be the alien race, and they've, all the faces are exactly the same. And like, they go, "Oh my god, the costume design is awful." And they've got, um, oh, Malekith's played by Doctor Who, um, Christopher Eccleston, uh. with with the ears that Doctor Who, and it's, <laughs> and he's, oh my god, 
What a shit film. Absolutely abysmal. It's shocking, mate. But Does that the funny bit where he's where he's like oh, where he's on the train? He's on the tube. That's quite funny. Mm. At the end fight, that's that's a bit alright. Um, I think there's like a few good things you could say about each film. Like I think the films that are really bad, the thing that sort of backs them up is action sequences, and that's about I it. I can't remember anything else for that film though being good. I can't, mate. Like not one thing. That's really bad. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it backs up both of our. It, ba- it backs then. up. It backs up the reason why it's so low. Right at number twenty, the Incredible Hulk. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so for the reasons you said, I'm happy with the Incredible Hulk to be bomb. Wait, wait yeah, hang on. What, what have you got okay. at twenty? At number twenty, I've got an Iron Man film. Have you got Iron Man 2? No. I've got no. Iron Man 3. Okay. I've got, I've got Iron Man 3. So you um, think Iron similar, Man 3 is worse than Iron Man 2? Only slightly. That's interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I thought about this for only a, only a short while. I didn't stress about it too much. Um, mm. As awful as Mickey Rourke is, I think the whole premise of the villain's story in Iron Man 3 is so poor. It's pathetic. Okay. Like, it's just not like they give you this whole like false story, and it's yeah. meant to be this like old guy, and then it turns out to be some drunk fella who's like playing someone like an actor, and then it's like, oh look, we lied to you, and it's funny. It's not fucking funny. So Ben Kingsley tra- is not funny in that film. I, remember- I just I thought the whole film was just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't like it. Iron Man's human- my favorite character, and Iron Man Three is just human- so so poor. I remember the trailers for that and being so hype because the Mandarin looked amazing. Mm, exactly. Um, and it was like just off the back of the first Avengers film and it was like a massive Marvel hype. Um, I remember the, I remember at the time as well that Robert Downey Jr. hadn't committed to another contract. And that was the biggest thing coming out of Iron Man 3 is that he hadn't committed yeah. to a new contract. And there was a big, like, there was a big thing about whether he'd actually, whether it be his last Marvel film. There was, like, a huge, like, uproar about it and that they'd have to recast the role and stuff like that. I read this the other day as well. You, you spoke about the villain. Obviously, it's not Ben Kingsley's Mandarin. It turns out to be Guy Pearce, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so I read the other day. Um, the actress who plays, I can't remember her name, but she plays the scientist in it. Mm. Um, I read that she, that her character was meant to be the main villain. So Guy Pierce's character was meant to just be sort of have this, the tail off the ending that she did. And she was meant to be revealed as the main villain. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So she was meant to be the Mandarin. And I thought that would have been much better than the one mm. that we actually got. Like, obviously it still probably would have had the plot twist where the Mandarin's not the Mandarin, it's it's just an actor, which, to be honest, kind of liked. I kind of did like it. Um, um, uh... No, it did. I did. It was it was bold, and it was... I'm not saying it was good. I did like it, though. It, it, it kept... It, 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 was, it was something that made me, me head turn a bit. It was, I was a bit like, yeah. what, what the hell? 
Um, yeah. But I did like that plot twist. I haven't put... Would you watch it now? Would you put Iron Man 3 on? Would I put Iron Man 3 on? I'd put Iron Man 3 on over Iron Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> I like... I, I don't... I like the ending of Iron Man 3 as well. Like, I know we've mentioned before, yeah. like, a big the big massive battles and stuff can sort of gloss over the bad movies. But... In this case, it really does. I do, I do like that, like, mm. last fight where he gets all the suits and stuff like that. I think that's boss. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, Like, even, it's it's better than Iron Man 2's last fight where it's just, like, <laughs> a bunch of robots and it's, like, two minutes long <laughs> and then fucking Mick, Mickey Rourke Mickey, yeah. <laughs> Mickey Rourke come, with a bit where fucking Mickey Rourke comes, comes down and he's, like, in his own suit and it's got fucking whips attached to it that electrify and that's that's his like love, main feature whips, he? and he's he's only like he's only in the suit for like one minute and then they fucking defeat him it's like <laughs> so shit he spends the so whole shit. he spends half the film fucking whipping things don't he yeah like he spends he the whole film trying to make <laughs> that suit he make and he's in it for one minute at the end and it's like what the fuck he fucking whips tony stark's race car in <laughs> half like He's the Whipper. That's his. That's his villain name. Actually, what is his? It's Whiplash, isn't it? That's his villain name. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a be, didn't it? But he actually doesn't get called Whiplash at any point in the film. <laughs> um, so for so for this instance, we're just going to call him the Whipper. So what have you got in nineteen? I've got the first four. I have the first four. Ah, this is nice and easy. This isn't is it? good. This, this is, is good. This is working out better than I expected. So we're in agreement that the first four film is shite. Um it's just crap. Both of them are. I do Thank. remember going to see it. I'm actually really enjoying the first four film. Um That's that's the problem, I think it, these, it hasn't... these early earlier films, it's like you watch them and you're like, Oh, that's pretty good. But then you don't know what you're gonna get given in the future, <laughs> you know what I mean? I think and this is you, can, you compare them to the later films and you're like, Fucking hell. I think this one has aged the worst though. I think this is Yeah, it's like when this came out, this was like, oh yeah, this is fresh, this is this is good, and then it's it just was Kenneth aged Branagh, terribly. Wasn't it? it was Kenneth Branagh, yeah. Kenneth yeah, Branagh is think... actually an alright director. I think he's a better actor than he is a director, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Um, I think he's all right. Like, um, I think in in Thor, he did a good job with the film, but you've just said it's aged. I think it's aged really badly in the franchise as well, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like the way he the way he sort of like presents um Asgard in the film is really like grand, but it doesn't doesn't like fit with the rest of the rest of the films, if Absolutely you know what I mean. Not. Yeah. Um it's just not the same aesthetic choice. It's like too I sort think of that's... pristine and obviously it is a pristine like uh place and all that, but it's not it's not the right sort of style. I think that's to do with the character though, I think historically four was such like they wanted to get a four film off the ground for years all these different studios and it was like such a hard character to try and adapt and put onto film um and i just think they went one way with kenneth Branagh because obviously he's got like such a massive shakespearean background of that type of film exactly, and that type of genre exactly. that they went that way with it um and saw that added the action element into a Shakespearean film um, I mean they committed to it which is why it probably ranks up a bit further on the list than other films um, but it hasn't aged well at all considering no. what Marvel have done with 
the character since this film and where they took him. Um, I think, considering this is where he started, I think now he's probably the most developed character that they've got. Um, Definitely. I'm probably with like the best overarching story, but I do think he was missed at the beginning, the first two, four films. He was so mishandled and yeah, what he was. He was like very serious, wasn't he, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, almost like a, a parody of, of the character. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I'm glad we're in agreement with that. Yeah, yeah. That's going well so that, far. That, that, that's shite. Now the next one's an, an interesting one. 18 for me is... Avengers Age of Ultron. Oh, interesting. I don't like this film. No, it's really bad. Like, really don't like this film. It's um, really, really bad, isn't it? I think it goes back to what I was saying about Iron Man 2 in, in that they wanted this to be like the next film that opens and creates loads of doors for the next phase. And obviously it suffers for it. Um, there's the story that Josh Whedon like presented his edit to Marvel and they told him they wanted the scene with um, four in the cave to set up like the Infinity Stones and stuff like that. Um, and he wanted to keep he wanted to keep more stuff with he, he didn't want to do that scene really I, I don't think he wanted yeah. to commit that scene um, and he left it out of his edit and they basically said listen if you don't put that scene back into the film then we're going to remove the scene with Hawkeye and his family and stuff like that like that's getting yeah. cut out completely um, so they basically like held a gun to that scene's head and basically said like listen put that four scene in the in the cave back in mm. Um and it suffers from a terribly like decisions like that. Um, I do think the Hawkeye stuff is actually really good in this film because obviously it doesn't have much of a role in the first Avengers. No, um, I think that's one of the strong points in this film. Another, I will say that it's probably got one of my favorite sequences as well in that the Hulk versus the Iron Buster suit is yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely incredible. Like that is boss. However. The vast majority of this film is shit. It is. It's crap. I think. I mean, you get introduced to some characters that become pretty important for the rest of the franchise. But I think the whole premise of the film, like you said, it's just really boring. And I feel with this one, in in a lot of the films, obviously, um, ultimately in these films, to an extent, you know the good guys are going to win. That's just a given. To mm. an extent, obviously, later on in the series that's not really the case but like I felt like watching Age of Ultron like they're just never gonna they're never gonna lose this fight and it's like just fucking just finish the film like yeah just it's a stepping stone it's like it's like do you remember Takeshi's Castle this is a proper mad comparison but (laughs) do you remember Takeshi's Castle I love Takeshi's Castle you know that one where they ran across the stepping stones in the water that's exactly what this film is and someone would like fall on one, and then like yeah, smash yeah, yeah. their they'd like smash and their balls on one be... and get back up and carry on. <laughs> that's that's what Ultron is like. They fall off, land, just oh, about make God. it, and then get up and carry on. It's really bad. I didn't enjoy it. We need more Takeshi Castle comparisons on this podcast. Um, <laughs> no, you are right. It is. Um, 
there are elements that I do enjoy, like I've said, that the, the Hulk and the Iron Buster and the Hawkeye bits. And mm. I do like the... I like that Scarlet Witch is introduced into this film. She's a great character. Yeah. Um, I like the Hulk and the Black Widow scenes, although yeah, I don't really agree with that partnership, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. And... I think that's it for that film. I mean, the villain's good as well. Um, yeah. James Bader does a really good job on yeah. Ultron. Um, even though it's like all CGI and stuff like that, he, his voice is fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. um, again, Ultron, like in the comics, I'll go on a bit of a nerd rant here. Ultron in the comics is like massively overpowered. Like he's, um, he's probably Thanos levels powered. Ultron in the yeah. comics, like he's he's that big, um, and they basically you can't kill him. Like he'll always have like a backup thing to go to, um, and they they just like depower him so much in this film. Like he he just comes across like quite quite weak. I think that last fight, I know they had to have like robots and stuff, like loads of them to to fight it. But I think it would have been so much cooler if it was just like the whole team versus him. And he was just like yeah. single handedly like taking care of care of them. It would have been like ten times. It would have been so boss. Um, but yeah, the, the, this part this film doesn't flow at all. Um, there's no flow to the film whatsoever because of the stuff that Marvel basically in, insisted and in getting put into the film. Um, obviously, it sets up like Civil War and it sets up. Mm. Um, a few of us like Doctor Strange and stuff like that, doesn't it? But ugh, it's just shit. I would, I've, I'd, I wouldn't watch it to be honest. If it was on, I probably no. wouldn't watch it. Yeah, same. I just don't, don't enjoy it. I think it's, I find it very boring and sort of almost, almost insulting. But it's one of them again that when it came out, I was like, oh, that was fucking amazing film. That. Um, mm. But I think that's the thing with these films is that when it, when that initial thing of coming out of the cinema. You're trying to like digest everything that's just happened, and you're like, "Oh yeah, it's so good," and you're concentrating all the, all the good bits that you sort of forget all the shit bits. Um, but no, I didn't like that film at all. What have you got? No. Well, when I first wrote the list, this is the only change I made on my list. So I did have Age of Ultron at number eighteen, but I put it up to number seventeen <laughs> because at number eighteen I've got Iron Man two. I do quite Iron like Man Iron Man two. For do you? What do you like about Iron Man 2? I'm very interested in what you like about that film. I like it because when it came out, how old was I? Was I like 17, 17-ish? And I just thought mm. it was really cool. I loved okay. like the sort of continuation of Tony Stark's character, like this playboy sort of character that he has. And I just thought it was really cool. Um, and I think it is very slow, very boring. Like you said, it opens up a lot of doors and creates a lot of platforms for the future of the franchise. Mm. But I just kind of like it. But <laughs> I don't I don't love it. It's just still fucking number 18 on the list like. No. But it's just, I can't bear I can't bear that film. Honestly, it's just like it's just like, so it's you've, just too weighed down and there's just too much going on. You've got this at number 22. I've got it at number 18. So should we drop it in at number 20 where we've got a gap? Yeah. I had, I had Iron Man 3 there, but I'm happy to drop Iron Man 2 down there. Okay, 
So it goes The Incredible Hulk, For the Dark World, Iron Man 2, for I've got so then I've got Age of Ultron and you've got Iron Man 2. I've just sort of basically said it, but um at number seventeen I've got Age of Ultron. Um I did right. that one the other way around to begin with, but yeah, seventeen I've got Age of Ultron. Briefly okay. went over it then. It's just a bit shit. Um but yeah, you've got it <laughs> number eighteen. So for now, should we just sort of let it sit there? We'll let it sit there for now. So at seventeen I've got I'm on free. Yeah, I'm on free and of Age of Ultron are a bit interchangeable for me. I put Iron Man 3 maybe a little bit higher because um, I think the narrative flows a bit more um, than Age of Ultron. However, um, like I said before, I did like the, la- the last fight bit of that where he gets all the suits. Um, but that's about it. It's just, it's a shit film. It's just the shit of age as age as age of Ultron. It really is. Um, I think I was like largely more disappointed than Iron Man three than Age of Ultron, just mm. because I think it came off the back of the first Avengers film, and there was like such a hype for the next Marvel film, and it just disappointed. Um, but yeah, I've got Iron Man three at seventeen, interchangeable with Age of Ultron. Where do you want to put them? Um, so I've got Iron Man three quite low so if we put Age of Ultron at 18 and Iron Man at 17 yeah you're all puppets tangled in strings strings there are no strings on me Sixteen. What have you got? I've gone for Ant Man, the first yep. Ant Man film. Um, right. So this is getting a bit tricky now because all the films that I've said before this, I don't like. I think every film from where I'm going to go from now is actually a good film. Like I'd yeah. have if Ant Man was on, I'd happily sit down and watch Ant Man. Um, I think Paul Rudd's amazing. Um. I like the story. I like the Hank Pym and the Scott Lang. Obviously, they're both Ant-Man in the comics, and I like that they put both of them into the film. Um, I like that the Wasps involved. I think the reason why I put this so low is the villain. I just don't like the villain at all. Um, yeah. I think I feel like it's it falls into that category, and I think a lot of the Marvel films fall into that category. Definitely... Iron Man 2 does and for the Dark World they fall into that category of having a shit villain that really doesn't rank up to the hero if that makes sense like most of the villains the Incredible Hulk falls into this as well is that most of the villains in the Marvel films are just a copy of the hero but using the same stuff as the hero but for bad if that makes sense yeah and it is the case in Ant-Man, so he gets like the yellow jacket suit, doesn't he? And it's just got the same powers as the Ant-Man suit, but it powers, mm. it fires lasers and stuff like that. Like, there's no originality or anything to that. Um, it's just exactly the same. There are elements of the Ant-Man film, like I said, it's a good film. There are elements that I like. I think another reason why I put it so low is that, and I think it would have been much higher up if they would have stuck with the original idea for this film, yeah. which was... 
Edgar Wright directing and writing. The fact that he didn't direct that film keeps me up at night. I'm so devastated that that didn't happen. I fucking can't so Edgar Wright, famously of Shaun of the Dead, Hoffers, we spoke about him loads of times, absolutely love him. He spent the best part of three, four years writing and developing this film for Marvel before I think all the Marvel Studio films started to hit. He was developing this and basically he, he was basically given like sort of free reign on the character. Um, Kevin Feige, who the producer for Marvel, who runs the sh- runs the show, was basically like hyping it up so much about how this is Edgar's film, but it's still a Marvel film and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be great and everything in between. And then they dropped them. Mm-hmm. They literally said he created differences. We're going one way. This film's going another, and they dropped them. He did best part of four four years working on that film, writing the script, rewriting the script, making changes like Marvel demands them to, and then they just dropped him. Um, I think Paul Rudd was obviously on board already. I think Paul Rudd was Edgar Wright's first choice for Ant Man, and I think weirdly it was handed to Paul Rudd. But not to rewrite him specific. So, but it was handed to Paul Rudd to rewrite, on the basis that, um, his director for Anchorman, um, Adam McKay, would rewrite it with him, um, yeah. and I think he did. And then obviously Peyton Reed ended up directing it. Peyton Reed's done a couple of American comedy films, but he wouldn't have had the same like comedic tone I think that Ad- Edgar Wright would have brought to that film um, no. I think it would have had a style and a comedic theme that would have been it would have made the film stand out I think um, and it is a real shame and I think that's the reason why I put it down so low is that it is a good film but it could have been so much better than what it was I do, I do like Ant-Man I'm not really fussed on it and I think I know why that is so you were saying at the start of the episode you're really like you're like an OG Marvel fan you've been there like from the beginning I'm not you know I've I've never read a Marvel comic didn't Mm. watch the TV shows as far as my Marvel interest goes is the films and that's just my personal preference that's just the stuff I'm into so when all these other characters began to get introduced I was just sort of like, basically like a, a basic, a basic bitch fan. Like, oh, who's <laughs> this? I, I want, I want, I want like, I want the Avengers back, basically. But I do that's like that's the thing as well. If I was in America, I'd have a lot more knowledge of these characters than what we do in the UK. So in the UK, we only get like Spider Man and X Men and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so I didn't actually know a lot about Ant Man and stuff when it came out, and. It, 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 Especially when Guardians come out, I had no clue about Guardians of the Galaxy. I get your point is that we sort of suffer a bit through these, through not knowing these characters as much as probably the American audience and stuff know them because it's part of their culture. Yeah, I think one thing that's great about Ant Man and the sequel as well is when Marvel started to implement and build upon this humor that they'd sort of set out. In the franchise, I think the humor's been there since since Iron Man, and they've just built upon it, and they've used certain characters to sort of take advantage of it. 
I think Ant Man's like the perfect character for that. Obviously, I think that's one of like the better things about the film. Obviously, we get introduced yeah. to different elements of um, things in the film, which you know point towards the the key plot points for the, mm. the last films. So obviously, it's really important for it to be in there, but. It's just sort of like a middle ground film for me. Like you said, if it was on, I'd watch it, but it doesn't, it's doesn't a get me going. Like, it's yeah. a filler. Um, yeah. But it's a good film. I think Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd's fantastic. Paul Rudd is yeah, so I'm, good. It, it's, it, it's, it's made for him, isn't it? It is. And like, like I said, t- taking advantage of that humour in, in the franchise, who else are you going to bring into that role? Exactly. He's fantastic, Paul Rudd. He really is. He's probably one of my favourite comedic actors. I don't think there's a Paul Rudd but, film that I'd say, oh, nah, that that's shit. Yeah. I think everyone looked at him um, a bit differently after that as well, because he was just sort exactly, of like this. Yeah, yeah. He was like this average guy, like comedy actor. Not to say he's an average actor. I mean, like he's just a normal guy does comedy films, mm. and then all of a sudden, like he got ripped and became a superhero, and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I love him. He's great. He's 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 brilliant. Perfect for that role. Um, so what did you have for sixteen? Uh, you had Ant Man. I had Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, have you got Ant Man too? Yeah, I got Ant Man too. Okay. I like Ant Man too. Similar reasons, really. Um, I've only seen this once, sort of just like you know, sat through it and got through it, and that's because I wasn't particularly interested. I didn't fall in love with Ant Man's character, particularly mm. when I watched that. So it, it just wasn't really feeling this film. I enjoyed it. I think it was. I think it's pretty good. Um, no, I just uh, just wasn't into it. Just really wasn't into Ant Man too. Is fifteen on my list, so we're sitting pretty, uh, pretty close at the moment, aren't we? I like Ant Man two more than Ant Man one. I think purely because of the villain. Um, I feel like the villain's a lot more fleshed out. The villain actually gets a bit of character development, which I really enjoyed. Um, and she she isn't a carbon copy of, like. Ant-Man, if that makes sense. She's got different powers yeah. to what Ant-Man has. Um, there's there's also, there's like a couple of nods to like um, 1960s Marvel and stuff like that. Like there's a couple of nods to the Golden Age of comics. So like Lawrence Fishburne's in there, isn't he? It is, he plays the character that is Goliath in the comics. So he's... Uh, his own hero in his own right in the comics and that was a nice little okay. nod like a nice little easter egg and stuff like that there's a couple of nice little throwbacks in Ant-Man 2 that I remember and actually really enjoying and there's a bit more of like the quantum realm and it goes into a bit more of that that I enjoyed um, yeah but Paul Rudd's great again he just knocks out of the park doesn't he um, does. there's a bit there's a bit more of the wasp in this film Michelle Pfeiffer's in it um, yeah I, I, I enjoy that man too. Fair enough. We're gonna have to I suppose do number fifteen before we rank the Ant Man's jointly, aren't we? Yeah. So number fifteen for me I've got uh, Guardians two. Um Okay. I love the first one. I really, really love the first one. Guardians two, I just think they've looked at the the model they've had for the first Guardians and the the success they've got from it and they've gone, let's just do it again. Yeah, but put Kurt Russell in it. It doesn't really build up on the first one. No, it it didn't really do anything to be honest with you. It's it's pretty forgetful as well. I, I can't really remember that much about it. No, I haven't really had an urge to rewatch it. 
yeah, it just builds upon the first one a bit, but not as much as you'd want. I think it just sort of copies the first one, which a sequel shouldn't really do, um, and plays it a bit safe. Kurt Russell is good in it. It's just a bit too much of him, isn't there? (laughs) (laughs) Drax is boss. I love Drax. Drax is probably one of my favourite Marvel characters, and he gets some great lines in it. There's Baby Groot. Baby Groot was like the massive thing, wasn't it? Baby Groot was like absolutely yeah. huge for like years as the cutest Baby thing. Is, is, is the OG and then, Baby Yoda. Well, that's what I was about to say. It was like, it was like the cutest thing for years. And then yeah. Baby Yoda comes along and just fucking shits all over yeah. him. And it's like... John Favreau, John Favreau just left the MCU and went, right, Baby Groot's gone now. I need a new baby in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just made Baby Yoda and I... It's it's ten times cuter, but Baby Groot is still cute. Um, it's a shame because I think in the Guardians films, obviously the soundtracks are fantastic, the style of the films is fantastic, like the whole sort of colour palette that they have for the films. I absolutely yeah. love it. But there's just no further than what you're looking at and listening. There's no like there's real like substance. I don't think there's a bit of character development actually in Guardians too, which I think really comes into effect in Infinity War. I'll say it briefly now, so the bit where they basically have the, the gauntlet off Thanos in Infinity War, mm. and then Star-Lord sort of ruins it all, that bit, and everyone's yeah. like, oh, Star-Lord ruins it and stuff like that. There's a bit in Guardians 2 where he's just found out like he's got this greater meaning and stuff, and that his dad, um, his dad planted the tumour in his mum's head and stuff like that basically killing her and then there's a bit where when he's telling him this he sort of loses himself if that makes sense Star Lord and he sort of like everything that he's thinking about just goes off him and like all the powers and stuff come out of his eyes and stuff and he just instantly without thinking just starts fucking shooting Kurt Russell to bits and I think (laughs) that really no it's funny like saying it but yeah, it comes no, in. It comes, saying, it's yeah. it's a, like a massive character development, I think, to to that pivotal scene in Infinity War. Is that it, he's someone who can't control his emotions and he can't, like, he just reacts instantly to stuff like that. So when he finds out what happens in Infinity War, when he finds that out, he just like sort of, and it costs everyone. But I like that little bit of character development through that film. I think that I think I'm being a bit disservice to Guardians too. I think looking back there is quite a, quite a lot of good character development. I just think like you say it copies too much and it takes the first one too much for granted that it doesn't mm. work on the first film. Like I get that it, it develops the characters but it doesn't develop the narrative if that makes sense. To be fair, the the point you made there about um uh, Chris Pratt uh, Star Lord, it's actually pretty good actually. I didn't think about that. No one does ever come out of Infinity War and everyone's like, "Oh, it's Star Wars!" Hot. And I was like, "No, no, no." I was, I was that, one that's of those his character. <laughs> I was like, "I was like, but that's his character. That's him. Like, yeah, he just, yeah. he's just too emotionally wears his heart on his sleeve. He pays the price for it most most of the time. Um, it's why he's probably one of the better developed characters. Um, Very true. So I've got Ant Man two at fifteen. Okay, and I've got Ant Man two, sixteen. Okay, so my number 14 is probably one of the newer Marvel films, and it's Captain yeah. Marvel. Ooh. Okay, so a bit controversial, this one. No, I don't think so. 
Captain Marvel. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is about this film. I remember going to see this film. Actually, really enjoying it. Um, I think I've seen it twice in the cinema. Actually, I enjoyed it both times. Yeah. But I don't know what it is about this film. But I just it's either the character itself, the character Captain Marvel character is basically a Superman type character. Like it's that. Mm. It's like Goku levels overpowered. Um, <laughs> but so I don't I don't know if it's that or it's Brie Larson. I actually like Brie Larson as an actress. I think she's done some good work. She's a good actress. But I don't know if she suits that role. Or I don't know if it's the plot. I don't know if it's the story. I think the story left a bit wanting. Um, but there's something yeah. about the, the Captain Marvel that it ranks so low for me. Is that it just doesn't yeah. f- it does doesn't feel right, if that makes sense. Um no, I do know what you're saying. Um so I may as well tell you what I've got on number thirteen because it's it, it's gonna be easier to talk about these films. So I've got Captain Marvel at thirteen, so only one place above okay. you. Okay. And that's because um I I really like Captain Marvel. I like Brie Larson, I like the character, I quite like the plot. But that film is there to serve one purpose and that is to just get Captain Marvel into Endgame. Yeah. That's like it, it felt 100%. quite rushed. Um but yeah, there's not there's not much that I don't like about the film. I think it's yeah. it's pretty good, but it didn't blow me away. And this sort of like there's like a line here underneath thirteen. So like everything above is like prop they're probably my favourite films. I know thirteen's yeah, yeah. a lot, but no, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it, apart from like some of the the dodgy de aging effects on Sam Jackson, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a good film. T- the unfortunate thing with Captain Marvel, I think if they would have brought Captain Marvel out before Infinity War, it would have probably been a bit higher up. But because it come out after Infinity War, and there was this like shadow basically after Infinity War that could only been be filled by the next Avengers film because we wanted to know what was happening. It didn't really live up to much if that makes sense yeah it's just a shame that they didn't put her in sooner so she wouldn't just be oh well who's this person oh she's just getting introduced so she's in the next film because that seemed yeah. a little bit rushed even when it was in endgame it seemed a bit rushed but that's not to say i don't like the film um i think jude law's really good on it i think mm. Bri- i think i think brie larson's really good on it i think I think she's fantastic, um, isn't it? The director direction's really like solid. Samuel Jackson's just basically Samuel Jackson, and it's actually really cool to see him <laughs> as like nineties Samuel Jackson. It's one of them where because Infinity War cast this mother massive shadow until Endgame, it just got caught up in that, and I think that's why it's probably ranked down quite low. Yeah, I mean, like I said before, it's a it's a really good film. But it just doesn't it doesn't get near the the top MCU films at all. But I'd say it's the start of a the start of the best of the best here. The best of the best of the best. It's just easy to say it's it's probably far better than everything below. Well, everything in the bottom five. It's it's far better than all of those films. Let's rank the Ant Man films. So let's put Ant Man one at sixteen. Okay. Ant Man two at fifteen. Yeah. And Captain Marvel is that gonna drop down to fourteen? Yeah, so my number thirteen, we've spoke about it before, is Guardians two. 
um, just for the reasons basically I mentioned before. Um, it is a good film, but it leaves a bit more to be desired after how good the first one was. You'd think that the narrative was a bit more developed. But I think character development-wise, it's really, really good. A bit emotional towards the end. Um, yeah, it's a good film. Baby Groot, all the way. Yeah, we're in the top, well, almost in the top half. In the words of Doctor <laughs> Strange, we're in the end game now. Ah, so what have you got at number 12? So number 12, I have the first Captain America film. Really? Mm-hmm. So do I. So do you. Yep, first Avenger number yes. 12. Yes! Get in. What's the point of us doing these lists separately? Joe you know what? <laughs> we may as well the conversation. I know. Joe you know what? Captain America 1. Rewatched it a couple of weeks ago. What a belter film. It's just solid, isn't it? What a belter film that is. Like, honestly. All I all I think is is the, the whole thing with um, the Red Skulls just not, like, enough. Yeah, that's a bit off, but... Yeah. At least the Red well, Skull's not, like, sort of the same as Captain America, if that makes sense. Like, at least he's a different yeah. villain in his own right. Um, yeah, yeah. But I loved it. I love, like, the setting of it is different, isn't it? Because it goes back to World War yeah. Two. It feels like one of those classic 90s films, if that makes sense. Like, it's got that sort mm-hmm. of tone to it, where it's, like, an adventure, classic 90s sort of film. And it really works. It's, it's a belter film. Still holds yeah. up now. Definitely, I think as well as far as origin stories go for for these characters, it doesn't like linger or or fuck about, does it? It's like you get his full fucking progression, yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah, at a at a really good pace. It's it's a really good film. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I they sort of blast over World War Two quite quickly, but it's it's not a World War Two film, so that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a strong film. Well, we're, we're in, so we're in we're agreement in on that for two number twelve, yeah. right? Still, so right. 11 <laughs> 11 heaven um <laughs> i've gone for iron man one what yeah oh my god let me just yeah yeah i'm gonna stand by that i'm on one okay tell me why it's not in your top five again this this isn't a thing of all these films are really really bad i'm on one's an amazing film it's so so good. However, I think there's bits of it that obviously it's the first film to ever come out in the MCU, and weirdly, I think that's the disadvantage for it because every obviously everything after it can sort of build upon it and um, expand and make it better and stuff. So it was like sort of had a little bit of limitations on what what it could do. Um, but no, it's a really. I'm not saying it's a bad film. I know you. I know you're. I know you're pissed off with me right now. But <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad film. It's a good film. I'm on one. I just think the films yeah, yeah. above it are actually really, really good and a bit better. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, hold you to any sort of hold it against annoyed, you because it's 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 your decision. But um. I think eleven's just quite low. Um, I'll t- I'll talk about Iron Man when I when I get to it. Okay. But I ca- I can understand why it's down there because these all these films I've got up here are so good. Joe, Joe, what I think it, it is, is difficult to rank them. Go on. I think it's the villain again. 
Right, I, re- I I put this down at the bottom of my page when you started talking about sort of like these copycat villains and stuff. And I haven't really spoken about it yet because I thought you'd have Iron Man higher and then I was going to sort of come back in and say, well, what about the villain? Because it's, um, what's his name? He's a carbon copy. It's um, Jeff Bridges, yeah. isn't it? Jeff Bridges. Um, but I like Tony it. Tony Stark built this in a cave <laughs> with a box of scraps. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, it it's the villain. It is. I think it it sort of set the tone of having the villain just be a carbon copy of the hero. Um, yeah. And it, it's sort of it's sort of it, it. I'm not saying it is, but it's sort of excusable in the first Iron Man film because it's. It, I think it, so. Yeah. It works as part of the narrative because that's sort of what he's what he's after, isn't it? But yeah. Still, it's the villain for me. I just think. The rest of the other films coming up, I've got better villains, um, and I think they're better. It's not it's not a bad thing against the first Iron Man film because, like I say, it was the first MCU film to come out, so it had sort of limitations because the other films could sort of develop off them and learn from the first Iron Man film. But I think the other ones are a bit more developed than the first Iron Man film. Fair enough. He's um, devastated. He is devastated. Yeah, yeah. I was just t- taking a moment there. I'll t- I'll talk about Iron Man when I get to it because I've got Iron Man um, much higher up. Adams yeah. had a good cry. Yeah, because I put Iron Man at eleven. Which what is have you disgrace. got at eleven? Um, so eleven, I've got Doctor Strange. So as a as a basic MCU fan, it takes you somewhere that you've you've never seen before. So obviously, Jake. I'm assuming he already knew about all this stuff, but like when he starts like leaving his body and flipping buildings on top of each other and stuff, I was like, "What the fuck? This is awesome!" It's the trippiest um, film. Benedict Cumberbatch is great. Tilda Swinton's great, and I think it's interesting that it's um, really focused around one of the Infinity Stones as well. Yeah, yeah. Time. So it's, you sort of get you get this um, different sense of a plot even though it's got its own like story as well it's got its own villain and stuff but it's all yeah. based around something that plays a massive part in the franchise i think it's pretty cool doctor strange for me is number 10 um nice. for all the reasons you just said and probably a little bit more i think doctor strange is fantastic mm-hmm. i think it's the f- the first film where i think all the films before it you sort of knew how powerful every everyone was and I think this is the first film where it introduced someone who was like, you, you're actually like, oh my god, he's he's fucking solid him, <laughs> yeah. like he's he's got like all sorts of mad powers. It's so trippy as well. It's a, like you say, it takes you to a part of the MCU we haven't been to before, a part that we really we we desperately wanted to explore because it's just so trippy and just like it deals with all these different ideas, and I think it handles that so well. Um, Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was directed. I think Scott Derrickson directed it, known for more of his horror films. And actually, it sort of shows. I think in the film, it it does have like sort of not not a horror. It's not a horror film by any means, but it does have ideas, and it does feel like someone who's who who who's worked with horror is is dealing with this film, especially a bit with the hands, and then all the little hands are growing off his hand. That freaks me out every time I see that. It's horrible. Um, it's amazing. I really, really enjoyed it. I think, again, it falls sort of into 
the villain trap. However, mm. you feel like I I remember watching it and feeling like, oh god, it's just one of them again, where the villain's just exactly the same as um, the main character. However, it then flips it a bit on its head, and it turns out that there's actually another villain behind that villain, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And then that one's a bit a bit more like a oh, holy shit. Um, yeah, I love Doctor Strange. I think it's fantastic. All the reasons really you've just said them more. I think it's such a strong film. Um, Boss. Yeah, so that's my number 10. That's your number 10. Well, because I've got Iron Man much higher on the list, I'm just going to have to say Doctor Strange has to go to number 11. That's fine. Because because it's not... It's, yeah, I've got 11, Ooh. you've got 10. So we'll, we'll throw it at 11. Okay. So, uh, okay. you, so you got Doctor Strange at number 10. I've got Spider-Man Homecoming at number 10. I've got Homecoming at nine, so we are quite close with these. Nice, nice. Yeah, well, apart from one, which is I won't, can't understand, but we'll come on to that. Spider-Man Homecoming, I think, had the the hardest job to do, I think, out of all the MCU yeah. films, because not only did I sort of have to follow on the quality of the other MCU films, it he's also like the only character to have other films outside the MCU that other people would base it off Um, because obviously there's the two there's the Tobey Maguire ones and there's the Andrew Garfield ones I don't know about you but I obviously I I love the original Spider-Man films Spider-Man 3 is questionable Um, (laughs) but I really like the Andrew Garfield ones too so I was actually really annoyed when they recast um well, they just rebooted Spider-Man after the two films again. I was like, fucking hell, what's the Andrew point? Andrew Garfield Obviously, is good. Yeah, yeah, it made sense why they rebooted, but I think to literally have three different Spider-Mans in the space of 15, 20 yeah, years yeah. was really, really brave. But it's a Tom risk. Holland's the best one by a mile. He's the best one by a mile. He is Spider-Man. He is. I do. I think he's fantastic as Peter Parker. He really is. Um I think the Andrew Garfield ones, the films weren't strong, but I liked Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man 3 is <laughs> abysmal. Um, we did a full episode the, on that. Saying that, um, just going back to a bit to Doctor Strange, Sam Raimi's directing Doctor Strange 2. He is, yeah. Um, and listeners which I am absolutely if they follow our Twitter account. Exactly. Another nice little plug there, Adam. Uh, which is blowing my mind because I honestly rank Sam Raimi as one of the best directors, um, especially with horror. And I think mm. with Doctor Strange and stuff like that, I think it's going to be an amazing the second Doctor Strange yeah, film when really it comes cool. out, especially directed by him. Going back to Spider Man, um, yeah, the third film skeptical. I think Spider Man Two is honestly one of the best comic book films. Um, it's. It's amazing, Spider-Man 2, the second one in that Sam Raimi trilogy. Absolutely fantastic. Um, but having said that, I'd put Spider-Man Homecoming very close to it. I think it's fantastic. Um, yeah. I think the plot's brilliant. I love how it ties in with all the MCU. Um, I love that it's like Happy Hogan's in it and he's like moving, <laughs> he's moving Stark Tower out and he's moving all the stuff and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Um, I love all like the new characters you meet, like all his mates and stuff like that. I love that it feels like a high school film, but it's still got like that MCU and that superhero feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
feel to it as well. It goes back to what I say that yeah. these films mess with all different types of genres. Um, mm. I absolutely love this film. It's fantastic. But no, we've got to say a quick thing about Michael Keaton as the villain, the vulture. Um, oh, he's awesome. Mike Ke- Michael Keaton is one of the best actors. He deserves far more work than he gets. He's obviously Batman. Um, <laughs> and he was in Birdman and stuff like that. He is absolutely amazing as the vulture. He's one of the best villains, I think, in the MCU. Um, because you can sort of see where he's coming from. Yeah, but also he's just he's just so fucking cool as well. I love Michael Keaton. Yeah, I love bits. that scene when uh, Peter Parker takes uh, what's her name to the to oh, like the prom. To, to prom is yeah yeah, and he and he's a fucking dad. Oh, that is the, the biggest car. plot it's twist so as well. Good. It's amazing. So good. That is the best plot twist as well because I didn't see that coming at yeah, all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that right, bit so, where he's intimidating him in the car is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So um, I've got it number 10. You've got it number 9. Again, Iron Man is way too far up my list. So Homecoming Kay. is going to have to get bumped to number 10, I'm afraid. At number 8, I have Guardians 1. Nice. Um, Guardians 1. Please come fast. Guardians 1. Absolutely amazing. Um, characters that I've never heard of before. I'd never read about. Um, and then to to have me so hooked and so invested in all of these characters straight from the off go, absolutely incredible. I think the plot is brilliant. Um, I just love how each character is individual, but then together, like they're just they like just bounce off each other. Um, yeah. it's fantastic. I love Guardians one so much, and the soundtrack, the soundtrack, absolutely oh, outrageous, unbelievable. Obviously, you're one film ahead of me because you put Iron Man in there. Um, so for number nine, I had Guardians 1. Okay, we are very close. So we're in the same order at this point. So obviously, you've got it down as number eight. Yeah. Um, I've got it down as number nine. Again, I'm, go- I'm going to have to push it down to number nine, mate. I have to. Iron Man is better than Guardians 1. It's better than the next... Well. I, I might lose Iron Man in a few places, okay. but I'm right. Gonna, go on. What's I'm your gonna, next I'm one? I'm gonna fight not, it definitely. All right, I'm not liking that, but go on. Number eight, I got Black Panther. Black Panther's seven for me. So same again. Um, Black right. Panther, I'm, absolutely amazing. What a film! Yeah, um, it's fantastic. It's absolutely really good. unreal. Um, I think the strongest villain. I think after yeah, my, after Thanos, Michael B. Jordan's insane. Michael B. Jordan as that villain is as Killmonger is insane. Yeah. What a talented actor he is. Um, and the whole it's culture. a similar thing with Doctor Strange. I think. Yeah, yeah. So you get in, you get in, introduced into this new world you've never seen before. But like you've just said, then the whole the, the culture of it. You think of a superhero film, you don't think of a bunch of people in Africa. It's no, it's oh, amazing, it's awesome, it's right. so cool. So we've got Black Panther there. Um, and I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to say again, mate. I'm. I've got it at number eight. You've got number seven. I think Iron Man is better than Black Panther. It's not. It is, it's mate. Now, oh, now it's really hell. not. Now it's really not. It, it, it really like, is. Like, I could put Iron Man in between Guardians and Homecoming. So you're telling me I've got to put Iron Man at number eight? Yeah. And that's being kind to it. 
right, we're going to have words after this. We're running out of time, so I'm going to have to fucking put it there, aren't I? Okay, that's fine. Uh, number seven for me is Winter Soldier. <gasps> right. What? Okay. What? I mean, if we're having words about Iron Man, I am having words with you. <laughs> you put Winter Soldier down right. there. Let's just let's just say though that these top films they're all so good. So it's going to be hard to rank. Them, I know, but, but some are better so than others. <laughs> And yeah, Winter Iron Man's better, better than Winter Soldier for the start. No, it's not. No, it's <laughs> not. No, it's it absolutely not. Winter Soldier is insane. Okay, I'm not going to tell right. you where I put Winter Soldier, but okay. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'm assuming it's top three. <laughs> okay. Right, number six. Number six, so just outside the top five, I put Avengers 1. Same, yeah. I know. I, I know thought you'd have it higher. Yeah, I know. On an early episode, I, I did say that it would probably be top five. Um, yeah, but I think that's just because I watched it like the night before. <laughs> but yeah, Avengers one is fantastic. It just, it just, yeah. It was just everything we all wanted and more at that point. Just groundbreaking, money. It was amazing. Honestly, it's so good. Full of like great jokes, amazing action sequences. I mean, that last fight, like that last battle alone, is just insane. Um, really well paced film as well. I found rewatching it. Um, yeah, I know I've mentioned in the past like good films that are paced. I think The Dark Knight is probably the best paced film. Um, mm. but Avengers One is um, it's got like really good pacing to it. No, I love it. Um. When that film came out, everyone was like, oh, me mates, we all went. There was like about 10 of us. And yeah. we all just bundled into View Cinema and Birkenhead <laughs> straight after college. And we were all like absolutely blown away with what we just, what we witnessed. Like it was everything we wanted and more. Like all the comedy, all the action, like that last battle alone. Yeah it still holds up as like one of the best action things in MCU so far. Um the 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 iconic shot of like the camera going round them with the with yeah. the theme music. Um the Hulk absolutely fucking knocking out that space whale. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's just just so much to it that it it's amazing. It really is. It's it's such a it's such an achievement. I think. Um, no, it hundred percent for blockbuster making for like big filmmaking. I think it's such like yeah. a groundbreaking moment where there's there's not much like in the in the film alone. There's not much like character building, character development, and plot. It's basically taken for granted that you've seen the other films. Um, so it doesn't feel like it has to do anything else. Amazing, honestly. I love that film to bits. Yeah, I think that 
where the MCU has had them at this. So you get introduced to all these characters and you get that culmination and they just bring all these fucking absolute heads into one film together and people's heads actually fell off. Yeah. People didn't know people didn't know what to do. Um people like I, I remember speaking to people after they were seeing it and they were like, It's the best film ever and then they calmed yeah. down a bit and they were like, It's not the best film ever, but it's really fucking good. Yeah. yeah. And it is. It's just it, like as an action I fan everyone or like, went to see it. Yeah, yeah. As like an action fan or like uh, a superhero fan or from people like yourself who who just love comic books and stuff, it is like you said, a massive achievement in cinema, and it's never going to be done again. No. Never. Well, no. it, it might be done again, but it's n- not ever going to beat this. Yeah, but it will never be that that watershed moment where it's like this is the the beginning sort of thing. This is what yeah. can be achieved. What a film, honestly. We'll go into the casting, like all the all the all the characters were sort of in place weren't they and there wasn't any character developments needed apart from probably mark ruffalo who obviously replaced edward norton and coming as the incredible hulk and absolutely nailed it he's like the definitive hulk now and he bruce banner hulk he's mm. he's absolutely amazing and especially in that film like he gets all the best bits the hulk i think in the first avengers film there's that nice build up as well like they don't introduce the Hulk straight away, do they? It's like an hour, maybe even an hour and a half yeah, into yeah. the film before you actually see the Hulk. And it's like one of those moments, like, yes, it's the it's the Hulk. Like, fucking yeah. get in the lids. <laughs> um, but Mark Ruffalo, absolutely incredible. I think Robert Downey Jr. in the first Avengers film is his best performance as Tony Stark and Iron Man. Do you think? I think... That is his most overall. I think that's his best performance. Yeah, I'd say that. Um, Steve Rogers, Chris Evans, amazing. We'll come on to probably Captain America a bit more in the yeah. next five. Well, he's films. got two more films. On because he's got to two come films to come, Annie. Yes, that tells you how developed he is as a character. Um. Chris Hemsworth is four. It, that, again, that goes back to what we were saying before about four, is that we don't... It, the, he wasn't handled as well as he should have been in the early in the early few Marvel films. And I think that first Avengers film was the first film to actually handle him like yeah. really well and actually like give him a platform sort of thing. Because he's 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 actually quite funny in that film. So so far our list is, um, at the bottom we've got Incredible Hulk, Incredible Twenty One, Thor Dark World, Twenty Iron Man Two, Nineteen, uh, Thor the first one, Eighteen Age of Ultron, Seventeen Iron Man Three, Sixteen Ant Man, Fifteen Ant Man and the Wasp, Fourteen Captain Marvel, Thirteen Guardians Two. Captain America First Avenger at 12, Doctor Strange 11, Spider-Man Homecoming 10, Guardians 1, 9, Iron Man's at 8 for some reason, Black Panther's at 7, and the First Avengers films at 6. 5 to go. Top 5, here we come. Dr. Banner, now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. 